0: The Twins are in for an incredibly intriguing season. I'm going to tell you why. Plus, Carlos Correa, in a joint decision with the Twins, is not playing for Team Puerto Rico in the World Baseball Classic next month. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Monday, February 6th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit fanduel.com slash locked on today to get started again. This is Nash Walker, I've been hosting this show for three full seasons, four off seasons, five days a week starting next week. As pitchers and catchers report, I've been writing at Twins Daily for four seasons, four off seasons as well. We're at three days a week for the final time this week. So we'll have three episodes including this one and then next week we'll get back to five. I have two full weeks with five and then like a couple more then we'll have a new host and I've already gotten a lot of excitement about this opening up so i think you're going to be in for a fun new host after me starting in march the twin season is fascinating to me in 2023 i'm going to tell you why today also carlos correa in a joint decision with the twins is not going to participate in the world baseball classic next month that's significant news not health related not health related at least not publicly health related but it doesn't sound like it's health related which is a good thing and I think for Correa and for a lot of these players, this is a huge event. So it's hard when your name is pulled. And we've seen it more recently. More guys are, are kind of pulling out of this, avoiding injury. For Correa, his second baby is due right around the time he would be going to play in the World Baseball Classic. So that's the primary reason. We'll get more to that today. But I want to tell you why I think this this fascinating season ahead for the Twins is one of the more intriguing of the last handful of years. We're gonna break this down at every single level. Why I think this is a fascinating season. And you can say that in most years because I'm just fascinated by every season. So I'm gonna be interested and intrigued always, no matter the team. But you think the Pirates are fascinated by their season? Do you think uh, the Reds are fascinated or intrigued about what's coming? Maybe. And for some some ways you are. You want to see guys progress and there's questions to be answered for every team. I think the twins coming into the offseason With the paths they had and losing Correa to free agency, such a prominent possibility, their best player, losing him to free agency, how are they going to fill that void? What are they going to do with this payroll room? They have a couple of starters or three starters who are going to be free agents after the 2023 season. So they came into this winter as a fascinating club, and that has not changed. It's actually, I think, even higher on the fascinating scale going into the season with their offseason moves, most of them, I think, already done and set with Correa coming back, Pablo Lopez for Luisa Rice, Joey Gallo in tow. They've made interesting moves, and we knew this was going to be an intriguing offseason, and it has been. I think it's going to be an intriguing season, too, and I'm really interested in this season, and here's why. From an ownership level, we're going to break this down at all three levels. You have ownership, front office, and the team. At the ownership level, I think... At times, because we know that most of a team's revenue isn't coming from attendance, that can turn into it doesn't matter. I don't think that's true either. I think this ownership group cares that they had the lowest non-pandemic attendance level at Target Field in 2022. I think they care about that. I think it matters. I think it's a focus with their $4 ticket plan they had running after Correa resigned that it matters. It matters to get that attendance back up, not just for revenue. It's just an excitement around the team and having eyeballs on your team and marketing your team. It matters to have attendance. That sucks that they had the lowest non pandemic attendance in target field history. Given some of those seasons, like 2016, they had more bodies in the seats than they did in 2022, where they were in first place for, for over a hundred days. So that matters. And I think it matters to ownership to win this year. I think it. They pushed this off season, and it's highlighted by the largest contract ever handed out in Minnesota Twins history to Carlos Correa for two hundred million dollars. It's a the payroll. I'm not going to sit here and say the payroll is at an amazing level at all, but I came into this off season. I had this idea, and I wanted them to prove this idea that. They are they want to win that this this season matters? They've had back to back losing years. They're 0-18 in their last 18 playoff games. It's time to get back to October. It's time to win in October. And, and ownership committed to that by bringing back Correa and their payrolls running, you know, close to 150 million, still on that same range they've been in. So I'm not going to pat them on the back for that. They, I think, made it a point to bring in talent this winter. Now, you could say, Correa signed with two other teams before he signed with the Twins, and he signed for the least amount with the Twins. So what would they have done had Correa's first deal gone through, had Correa's second deal gone through? Maybe I'm not sitting here today saying that they are motivated to win, right, because they didn't end up with Correa in those hypotheticals. They do have him. I do believe that they are pressured to win. In 2023, just logically speaking, like objectively, you have the lowest non-pandemic attendance at Target Field. When you've had back-to-back losing seasons. When you have a fan base that wants to see you make moves in free agency. When you have payroll room going into the offseason, it sets it up. You know, it sets it up to bring back Correa. It sets it up to make a blockbuster deal trading Luis de for Pablo Lopez. We'll see how it plays out. I think on an ownership level, this season matters. And it's fascinating to see how this this offseason has gone, and how that will ultimately lead into the season. Also, is there new direction under Joe Polad? Is he more willing to hand out longer-term, more risky deals? Is that is that a new norm for the Twins with Joe Polad taking over for Jim Polad? I don't think I'm ready to declare that the case, but they have changes in ownership at the ownership level, and I think because of the attendance last year, Because of the losing seasons, because of the playoff losses, there is a pressure to win in 2023. What does it look like on a front office level and then at the team level? What does that look like for the Twins? Why is it so intriguing? We're going to get to that after this word from FanDuel. FanDuel, we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for lockdown because they're the number one sports book in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports Fun and easy. Download FanDuel now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no sweat first bet. They'll get you up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first best bet doesn't win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from money line to point spreads to who will score a touchdown. You can get plus money on the Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, if you like the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to claim your no-sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official Sportsbook partner of the NFL. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every single day. When you're finished, check out Locked On MLB Prospects with host Lindsey Crosby. He's a prospect encyclopedia and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. On an ownership level, really interesting season, off season leading into the season. Maybe the most interesting on the front office level. This is year seven for Derek Falvey and Thad Levine. Back-to-back losing seasons. Much has been made on this show, and otherwise, that they've had back-to-back losing seasons. You know they have back-to-back losing seasons. Back-to-back. This is year seven. There's pressure to win at the front office level too. They when when this group came in, and 2019 was so special. They made 2017, made the wild card game in 2017. 2018 took a step back. 2019 was a great year. 101 wins didn't translate in the playoffs. So a lot of people are like, "Who cares?" For me, that was a special year. Would not be sitting here recording. Podcast number 849, if not for 2019, because it was special. Got me back into it. Got a lot of people back into it and intrigued. 2020 is the COVID season. They won the division. Back-to-back years, division champs. 2021 was awful. 2022, they were in first place for a long time and crumbled in September. Injuries, ineffectiveness, incomplete roster. Shut them down in 2022. So what's in store in 2023 for this front office? A lot of front offices don't last Seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years. That's usually, I I virtually had a piece at The Athletic and I can't remember the exact average lifespan of a front office or of like a general manager and a, a president player, uh, baseball ops. I think it's five, five and a half years. So they're right in that average lifespan for a front office. I personally don't believe that they today are on a hot seat. I, I don't think Derek Fabian and Thad Levine are on a hot seat. But if 2023 goes poorly and it's a similar script to 2021 to 2022, where they just don't have enough pitching talent, where the pitching injuries rack up, you have injuries on the position player side that kind of accumulate, you make wrong lineup decisions or wrong bullpen decisions, and things just pile up, and 2023 goes poorly, and it's another losing season or a non playoff season for the Twins with an extra playoff spot. Yes, I think this front office absolutely, you should look at them and say, What's going on here? That would be three losing seasons in a row. That would be 0-6 in the playoffs. Any front office, it doesn't matter if it's if it's the, the Falvey front office or any other front office in baseball. If that is your ledger in three seasons that you missed the playoffs in all three years, you should be on the hot seat. You should be on the hot seat when there's an expectation and because there hasn't been a playoff win in their last 18 tries in a division that's been very winnable, you should absolutely be on the hot seat at that point. So it's important for the front office. This is an important season for the front office. They've done it their way. They're not afraid to shake things up. Trading Luis Ariz rise is a huge move at a fan level, at a team level, at a front office level. Of Their guy is Pablo Lopez. They're choosing Pablo Lopez over Luis to rise. And a lot of twins fans would not make that decision, and there were other prospects in the deal as well. But at the end of the day, for 2023, you are choosing Pablo Lopez over Luis Arise. If that comes back to bite you, add it to the list of things that you can look back on and say, that went poorly. That went poorly. Alexander Colome, Jay Happ, Matt Shoemaker in 2021, Andrelson Simmons. Not all their fault, right? Not all unforced errors. Some things just didn't go their way. But there are plenty of decisions that are questionable here. And this is year seven. You're going to have questionable decisions. But if you have more this year, it's it starts to look a little bleak on your resume. And I think that's the case for the front office. This is an important season. I said it last year as well. I thought last year was important for them. It was a weird year with the injuries, with the down division. They didn't have that pitching talent we thought was coming because of injuries. And otherwise, Jordan Balazovic in his knee. And he didn't pitch well. And Josh Winder in his shoulder. Bailey Ober was hurt for most of the season. It didn't come together, and they didn't add enough pitching last year. I think this year, if it doesn't go well this year, I don't know what you're going to be able to blame it on. Like It's possible everybody gets hurt in in September, and, and it's a similar script, but nobody's happy with what happened last year. Nobody's happy with that. You're not hanging your hat on being in first place. 100 days it's about winning the division it's about getting into the playoffs and winning in the playoffs and I think with Correa you have the pieces here to win you have the pieces this is an important year for the front office I think their moves throughout the year their moves at the trade deadline their moves they've made this offseason you know betting on Gallo and giving Gallo playing time the arise trade bringing back Correa when two other teams didn't want to I support that move wholeheartedly We'll see. We'll see how this plays out from the front office level. From a team level, do we have a new core coming? Are we? What are we going to learn about this core in 2023? That's coming up after this word. From Built Bar, looking for a delicious treat but don't want all the fat and calories, then you have got to try a Built Bar. Built Bars are the best-tasting protein bar ever, and they're healthy for you. What makes them so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real chocolate, and they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. And what's even better is that they're healthy. Only 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. For a type 1 diabetic like me, that's huge. Make it big for you, too. And now you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built bars at Built.com. Now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run in and grab a 13-bar box with our hit flavors, brownie batter and churro. That's right. You can head to your nearest Walmart today, walk to the pharmacy section, and grab yourself a box of Built Bars. Thank me later, Built Bar. Best tasting protein bar ever. On a team level, on a team level this year is massive, ginormous. It's interesting how this, this farm system has, has kind of transpired, right? Because you looked at it a couple years ago in 2019. Let's go back to 2019 when they were winning and they had won 101 games and you said, oh my goodness, not only is this team excellent, but they have Royce Lewis, Dar Gratterall, Alex Kirilov, Jawan Duran, so many guys. Trevor Larnick, a first-round pick. Brent Rooker, first-round pick. They got bodies coming. And this team is not anywhere close to being done after 2019. They have a top-heavy very good farm system. They have a major league team that had five guys hit 30 or more home runs, and everybody's coming back. And they're going to sign Josh Donaldson, get even better on the offensive side, and improve defensively. Man, what a team! It's it's interesting how this has played out. It's still the same cast of characters, and in some ways, not a lot has changed. Like it's still Lewis, it's still Kirilov, it's still Larnick. We've had some emergences, Jose Miranda. We've had some trades, Bruce Dargraderall is gone we've had some shifts some injuries you know what's going on with Balzovic, who knows joe Duran is now in the bullpen is one of the best relievers in baseball they've had some changes but at the end of the day the core that was in place in 2019 the future core the questions are there in 2023 can they do it can they still do it and that core when i look at this group is jose miranda trevor Larnick, alex kurilov joe ryan now a part of it Royce Lewis, Brooks Lee, Joanne Duran, can that core get it done? And Jordan Balzavic is still a part of that as well. The starting pitching is, you know, Louis Varlin, Simeon Rhodes Richardson. Who's going to step up and establish the next core of twins? That was in the picture mostly on the pitching side in 2022. Okay, Balzavic, Winder, Ryan, Ober. This is the future. Cole Sands is going to step up. That was the kind of the narrative last year. These guys are going to step up and they're going to establish themselves in the rotation and they're going to put themselves in those spots for the next six years. Some did. Most didn't in 2022. Now on the position player side, we have to find out in 2023, who's going to be a part of this team's core in the short term, but mostly in the long term, who is going to establish themselves as part of the core. If Alex Kirillov comes back healthy and he's raking, pencil him in like we were years ago into the middle of the order for the next five years. If Trevor Larnett can stay healthy and play a great left field and hit huge bombs and hit in the high two hundreds, and he's going to strike out a lot, but he's going to hit for huge power. If he's healthy and, and he develops pencil him into the middle of the order for the next five years. If, if Royce Lewis comes back in the middle of the summer, I don't know what position, but if he comes back and he's dynamic and he's the athlete, we know he can be. Pencil his name in, Joe Ryan. I think you can already put in to the future rotation picture. But Louis Varlin, Simon Woods Richardson, if they have good years, you can put them in, and all of a sudden you have a good young group. You know, Miranda, Larnach, Kirilov, Lewis, Brooks Lee, Joanne Duran, Joe Ryan, Louis Varland, Woods Richardson, Winder potentially. Balazovic has a healthy year and he's back, and then you got high upside pitching prospects in Connor Prelip and Marco Raya and David Festa. You hope that in 2023, a core is established. A core is established among your young group. Health and impact with your young players, your young position players, mostly position players, but pitching too, of course, always pitching. But the veterans, the veterans, Byron Buxton, Carlos Correa, Joey Gallo, Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, Kenta Maeda. I'm so intrigued by this group. I'm intrigued by this group. And if 2023 goes really well, if it goes really, really well, like don't even think about how it happened. We don't know how it happened. If on on October 1st, I tell I I'm going to say the Twins will win 95 games. If the Twins win 95 games, it's going to be, I think, mostly because their young players showed their true upside and reached that upside. Miranda, Larna, Kirilov, the young guys I mentioned, but also Buxton, Correa, Gallo, Paulo Lopez, Sonny Gray, Tyler Malley, short everything up. And they that floor we talked about last week, they brought the floor, the young core brought the ceiling, and we got a 95 win group. That's how it's gonna work. If at the end of the year, I tell you, hey, the twins won 78 games again. Well, they probably were really hurt. You know, Larnik and Kirilov, didn't it didn't work out in 2023. Royce Lewis came back, but he was rusty after a second knee surgery. You know, Buxton was hurt. Carlos Correa had a customary Correa season. Basically what happened last year, you know, when they won 78 games, it's it's going to look like a similar script. And that's my point with the front office. If it's a similar script to 2022, that's, you're just piling on, you're piling on. And I think for this group, we need to find out in 2023, my biggest question about this season, as we approach spring training and we're going to be ready to go here next week, what's the real direction of the twins. What is their real direction on the roster? Is it mediocre purgatory where they they have trouble developing pitching, they are hurt often in the lineup but they have enough talent to be in that 78 to 82 win range in the American League Central? Is it that? Is it progression in 2023 and finally bringing that sustained success that Derek Favanthadlamine preached when they came in. They're always thinking about the future, the Lopez deal. They're thinking about 2024. They're thinking about 2025. They're thinking about, you know, with Chris Paddock, that deal as well, thinking about the future and years of team control. It's about sustained success and trying to find that. Are they going to take a step towards sustained success in 2023? That would look like the new core establishing themselves together. That would look like staying healthier (laughs) and that's sometimes variable. You don't know what's gonna happen. But it's a make or break year in some ways. I think we're gonna learn a lot about the future of the twins in 2023. And I said that in 2022 again on the pitching side because I think I, I thought at the time, I still do, like we're gonna learn about who is in the rotation in 2024, 2025, 2026. We we're gonna learn in 2023 who is part of the future? Who's legitimately not a prospect, not somebody with potential, you know, Kirilov, Larnick Lewis, who is actually going to be in the lineup and on the field producing for winning twins teams in the future. And that can start in 2023. Who is it going to be? Is it going to be anybody? <laughs> if it's nobody, the future is bleak. If it's some of them, which is the most likely, then you have something to build off of. If it's everybody coming together, you're going to have a very good team and you're going to have a really exciting future. So the range of possibilities is vast in what the future could look like for the Twins. When you re-sign Carlos Correa, you're committing to winning. So if you don't get that progression from the young guys on the roster, it's very hard with a mid-market payroll, a self-imposed payroll, to just build a team in free agency, just build a team in trades. You got to be able to develop young players. And the Twins in their history have developed some amazing young players, some franchise cornerstone players who are future Hall of Famers or current Hall of Famers. That's always going to be the way for the Twins. It's got to be the way now. You have the veterans. You know, they invested in Cray and Buxton as their duo up the middle. You have your vets. You need your young players to meet them because if they don't meet them, The floor of the team becomes the ceiling of the team, which is 78 to 82 wins. It's that purgatory we talk about. I'm confident Buxton's going to provide value. I'm confident Correa is going to provide value. I'm not as sure about the young players on the roster. I'm excited about the talent, but I'm not as sure. I know that Correa and Buxton, you know, even Buxton in a 61 game season is worth four wins above replacement. Carlos Correa If he has a Carlos Correa-level season, he's a four, five, six, seven win player. You know, a a really good player, if not a great player in some years. They're going to bring the floor for me. Pablo Lopez, if he's healthy, he's going to bring the floor. You know, Sonny Gray's going to bring the floor. Who's going to bring the ceiling? Some vets have have ceiling potential. If you get 120 games, 130 games out of Byron Buxton, he's going to be a monster, right? If you get that out of Correa in most years, he's going to be a monster. So there's ceiling there it's the collective young group and what we find out about the direction of the future in 2023. That's what makes it so fascinating. Korea is not going to play in the world baseball classic. It's a bummer. Cause I was excited to watch this, but at the same time, I think there was worry that he would get hurt. And I think teams are worried that their players will get hurt. I don't think that's necessarily the case here on the twin side jointly. They decided because Korea and Daniela are having their second baby and the travel associated with that flying back and forth sounds like it just, it didn't make sense logistically to play in the world baseball classic, which again is a hard decision for Correa representing Puerto Rico and with Jose Miranda on the team and Francisco Lindor and it's such a fun group. I think that's hard for him, but that's the decision. And at this point, that is the reason we don't, I don't know anything different. It's been reported that way. Uh, people are having their fun on Twitter today, making fun of the ankle. And that's Correa, Is going to be escaping that for a long time. It's going to take a long time. Like He's going to have to put together three seasons of 140 games played, and maybe you won't hear about this free agent period. But as a Twins fan, I don't really care. I'm just glad he's on the roster, and I'm glad that he's not going to get hurt in the World Baseball Classic as much as I would have loved to watch him play thank you so much for making lockdown twins your first listen every single day and make your second listen lockdown mlb prospects host lindsey crosby is a prospect encyclopedia he's going deep on the mlb stars of tomorrow it's free and available wherever you get your podcast thank you so much have a great day and go twins